The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Pat Scott. Hello, Pat. Hello there. And Father Andrew Kinstetter. Hi, Father Andrew. Howdy, howdy. So our uh, first topic this week, we'll get right into it because we've got a lot to cover. So uh, our first topic this week is uh, based on an article, a, a uh, opinion rumor piece, let's shall we say, or a, an opinion based on a rumor uh, that came out of ZDNet by uh, Adrian Kingsley Hughes, who writes that uh, with some, uh, I think, undue certainty, I th- <laughs> my point, my opinion, that uh, the iPhone is going to get rid of its ports. There will be no ports left on it, no holes in the in the case. Apple already got rid of the headphone port a few years ago, and now he claims that, uh, based on some rumors, that Apple will remove the Lightning port, the where you plug in your uh, charger if you if you're not doing Qi charging, that it will you won't be able to plug it into your computer. It's just going to be a portless slab of glass and aluminum. Uh, and then once Apple does it, everyone else is going to do it. Samsung and you know everybody who follows suit. What do you guys think? Is this is this seem likely either in the short term or the long term? Can we get by without ports <laughs> on our phones? What do you think, Father Andrew? I hope they're ready for a mutiny. <laughs> Why is that? Um, well, I. <laughs> Apple's Apple is kind of just known for doing that. I remember when when the when the earphone jack was was removed, mm-hmm. that caused quite quite the stir. And of course, now looking at it, I'm like, I don't don't know if I ever really needed it to begin with. But um, uh, you know, because I've migrated everything to to Bluetooth. But I just I I think there are a vast majority of people that still use the port um i'm thinking i know uh, the the obvious one is everybody charges their phone i i think it charges faster than than mm-hmm. a wireless uh, device or wireless charging uh so that's super helpful um and they're going to have to really up their game in wireless charging uh if they want to to make that the other thing that there are just there's a number of things that um I mean, unless you're willing to to jump into the entire wireless world with earphones and and everything, people still use the port. Uh, one, one in particular that I'm thinking off just off the top of my head is is my dad uses the port because he can connect his his iPhone to the elliptical and it will it'll put the the sound um, through through the speakers. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, my mom listens to Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World this way. Nice, so, very um, good. Yeah, uh, but without the port, the, that that elliptical doesn't have Bluetooth the Bluetooth capabilities to connect to the phone in the same way. So they'd have to get a new elliptical that has the right capabilities and and yeah, or a Bluetooth transmitter uh, thing. Right? Yeah, I I yeah. I mean, do I do I think that they're gonna go this way? I yeah, I, <laughs> I actually suspect that they will. 
um, yeah. because they're they're known to just kind of pull the plug on these things and <laughs> let everybody Literally. else catch up. <laughs> Literally yeah. pull the plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, any of us who are who are in the in the the tech world are going to quickly adapt, and it'll be sleek and and cool looking. Mm-hmm. But it'll, yeah. I, I think there's going to be a lot of people that will be upset by it, by all the various peripherals that maybe that that they they don't want to upgrade quite yet. So right. that's kind of my two cents on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't use it much, but uh, I've got helped a lot of people get the the uh, lightning to headphone adapter that it yeah. makes them be able to use their old uh Yep. headphones and 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 that type of thing. I also use it for my square when I'm at, I'm at client's house whenever I get back to that uh that I can take a payment on a credit card through the square. Mm-hmm. And that is not wireless. You know, that is definitely through the port. They do have bluetooth ones, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't I hadn't seen maybe I just didn't get those particular ads or I didn't notice them from Square. Yep. Well, yeah, no, I think PayPal has one that's Bluetooth, I think. But there are payments, so it's possible out there. But it's also less secure. Well, and the other thing about it is Bluetooth is not exactly 100% accurate all the time. I I have lots of connection problems and having to reboot and reconnect and disconnect. Mm -hmm. And and Bluetooth is not the best connection. No. And uh, and especially if you have, you've got headphones, you want to use your, your, uh, your swiper, then you got to figure out how you're going to get one or the other back up and going again after you've switched. So, yes, I think they're going that way eventually. I think that it'll phase it in like they did with the headphone jack. Okay, the newest phone comes out without it, but, you know, maybe the lesser phones uh, still mm-hmm. are being made and sold with them still and, you know, kind of leading people down that path. Uh, but yeah, I, I, there's going to have to be a lot of adjustments and I think Bluetooth's going to have to be, uh, up, up its game in terms yeah. of reliability. I mean, Apple's been doing that with, you know, it's proprietary, like with the AirPods making that work better, the pairing, you know, and so they, I, I, I think that's part of the strategy is, you know, once you've got the AirPods working, you know, that, that whole technology is about, I think about making the whole Bluetooth system better. But I'm thinking back to when they switched from the 30-pin connector to the Lightning and how much chaos that uh, caused. Now, Lightning certainly is superior to the 30-pin connector. Don't get me wrong. I think we all agreed that. Uh, But just everyone had 30-pin accessories. Remember the clock radios that you plugged it into? And suddenly everybody's everybody's clock radios and speakers didn't work anymore. And 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 a lot of people were, were unhappy with that. I mean, I I remember back to when they got rid of the floppy disk in the iMac, you know, and people were like, well, what are we going to do? We always adapt. We always we always, you know, have to. I mean, what do we got? We don't have any choice. We accept it or we don't. Well, and we're we're going to have to um, buy all all the new adapters and cords and, and right. I mean, what, what, whatever that looks like, um, wireless charging pads and, and, and everything. Uh, it was just you, you mentioned the 30 pin adapters and I and I helped my parents clean out some of their old tech gear. And you wouldn't believe how many cords I found with the old 30-pin connectors, Yep. which, you know, you just accumulate, but then they have absolutely zero use for the new, the new phone. And I've got a bunch of iPad 2s around that, that my yep. kids use that I still get the 30-pin cords, and I've got the, I, the uh, lightning cords, and, 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 you know, I don't know. And you're still going to need lightning cables because I can't imagine them going portless on a on an iPad, they're not doing wireless charging on iPads yet. You know, it's mm-hmm. so 
I don't know. I don't think I just my my sense is someday, but like not this year. I don't think even next year. I I think we're several years out. I mean, who you know? I'll I'll be proven wrong. They'll introduce it in July, but (laughs) (laughs) but you know, so we'll charge it. We'll have to charge our phones. Chi charging probably, and they'll they're going to have to get the high speed chi charging like Mm -hmm. some of the Android phones do. They just they've been a little lax in that regard. And they're going to have to include them in the box with the phone. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, they, they can't. The little uh, outlet uh, plugs are not going to do us any good. Uh, so they'll have to. Be, yeah, they'll have to be a cheat charger in the box. Uh, there probably won't be any headphones in the box. We'll have to. You'll have to buy your own headphones, your own Bluetooth headphones, and hope they're probably hoping you'll get AirPods. Well, and I did see where they were not going to be shipping the uh, the uh, little earbuds anymore. Right. Right. They're dropping that now. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, it's, I think partly, partly because everybody's already got headphones, although. Five sets. Yeah. <laughs> although there aren't a whole lot of lightning connector headphones out there. So that might be an indicator that might be coming sooner than later. You know, that if they're not shipping lightning connector headphones, uh, you know, I, I know we can, all, we can always use adapters. You know, I don't know how many adapters you guys have lost, but. <laughs> I've right. Lost yeah. enough of them. But okay. So. Then the other question is, is how do we how do we troubleshoot our phones? You know, I don't connect my phone to my computer very often, but when I need to, I really need to, you know, to to back it up or to reboot it or, you know, restore it. If I can't connect it to my computer, I'm going to have to take it to the Apple store. And that's going to be a huge hassle. They're going to make it so it's Bluetooth connects to your Apple device, you know, to your Mac instead of. Because right now, like even on Windows, I can connect my iPhone to to Windows and speakers to Windows and things like that. Right. For some things. Right. But for troubleshooting, you're gonna need you're gonna need a wired connection. You just, I mean, just the, you, there's gonna there's gonna be some kind of uh, uh, port on the inside or underneath the uh, SIM card slot or something that only the Apple Genius will have access to. Uh, I mean, there's got to be some some way for them to get into, or maybe even like something like the smart connector. Uh, which actually would be a better, uh, you know, way of doing certain things, uh, because it's not an open port. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a contacts on the back. I don't know. It, it's, it's very, it seems very. I mean, the advantage was clear, waterproofing. You know, there's mm-hmm. not going to, there, there, yeah, no water, no dirt. Nothing will be able to get into the, the. It'll be a sealed case, which is good. But yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but I, but Father, I think you're right. It's going to start at the high end. Uh, mm-hmm. And Pat, you said this too. It's going to start with the high-end phones, the iPhone 15 Pro Max Super, whatever, the, whatever it's going to be, uh, and then they'll Infinity. work down from there. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So let's talk about our, our next topic, and this is a, a bit of a current events uh, topic. Uh, and when, by current events, I mean you know the virus. So <laughs> this is related to something of the virus, but this is was very interesting that came up. Obviously, we all know that nursing homes has been hit hard by this virus and uh they they've been locked down families can't get in to visit their loved ones it's really a tough tough situation and it's what makes it even worse is, is that when when these the older folks don't have these connections these personal connections these fr- visits from their family it's we know but their health goes down rapidly even if they don't have the mm-hmm. virus uh, it, it, these connections are so important. And because uh, these nursing homes get locked down, they don't have the social activities in the nursing home. So it's really a tough situation. So one of the things that can help is by having video calls 
with families. And so, you know, FaceTime, which uh, I have to, as an aside, it's very interesting to me that FaceTime has become the generic term for all video calling. I'm sure Apple is, is sad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've sort of seen Zoom also take that role. Yeah, well, for group for calling. Yeah, yeah, for group calling. But it's interesting that FaceTiming has overcome Skyping. It used to be Skyping, hmm. but now it's FaceTiming. So I just thought that was interesting. Uh, so... Now, it given you know when when everything just started, it was really hard because there'd be you know a, a maybe a couple of iPads in a nursing home, and the nurses in the midst of everything else they got to do, they got to run around helping these older folks, some of whom are you know more or less uh, lucid or capable uh, to 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 connect. And uh, uh, here in Massachusetts, the uh, the Massachusetts Senior Care Association and the Attorney General's Office. Uh, announced that they were providing 730 tablets to nursing homes across the state. Um, I'm, mo- I, I'm gathering mostly Android or tab- tablets because they're coming from Amazon, Walmart, Teal Technologies, mm-hmm. Cheap, and cheaper. Acer. Yeah, yeah, cheap tablets. Uh, another company uh, or nonprofit actually called Brighton Marine. It's a it's a veterans organization is donating 350 iPads to the uh, veterans uh, soldiers home uh, here. And there's two we have two soldiers homes in Massachusetts to help them. And it's it's interesting uh, because it, it recognizes how this technology connects people. And the one of the the one that really got me, and, I'll, and I'll, then I'll ask you for your input. But the one that got me was this this guy whose mother is at an assisted living facility, and he bought a pair of Echo Shows. So these are the Amazon Echoes with uh, with a camera and a screen, and he asked them to 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 put one in her room. They had to, obviously must have had to, you know, connect it to the Wi-Fi and the Echo has that unique fe- the drop in feature so that you can initiate a conversation without the person on the other end accepting it, which at the time when they introduced him, like, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want people just dropping it on me. <laughs> but this is great because he can just drop in on her and talk to her. Uh, and I think she has um, some dementia, so he can just talk to her, read to her, play music for her. And they don't need the staff to do anything. It's just, I think that's a fantastic idea. And I've actually seen uh, Amazon is selling them in pairs. So that would be a great, wow. a great idea. So what do you, what do you guys see? Have you heard anything along these lines or seen any examples of, uh, of people trying to, you know, help seniors and families stay in touch? Because this is, this is hard. This has been really hard. I haven't uh, seen anything locally about, you know, that, but I've seen, you know, some national articles talking about, yes, it's good to see if you can get an iPad to your family member so that somebody can help them with the calls. Of course, the the issue there is, do they already know how to use it? And uh, if they're even able to hold it, because that's, mm. the, that's the problem. I really see that the Amazon... Uh, that the, the uh, what was it you said the, the show Echo show yeah and doesn't Facebook have a portal that's kind of the same thing they do they they tout yeah. for that yeah so uh those are in some ways because they're they're on a stand and and so they don't have to be held is is probably an easier thing for for the for the seniors to be able to handle I do have a lot of my clients who are in nursing homes and facilities right now and. If they've got a smart device at all, they've all learned how to use it to call out and be talked to. And and uh, the ones that just have a flip phone, at least are getting phone calls from their right. families. Right. But, yeah, that that's real important because they feel isolated so fast. Uh, for me, I think that this is a wonderful 
uh, approach to to technology, especially um, in in this COVID situation, but also beyond. Um, I uh, continue to just feel like I'm beating my head against the wall about all the the Zoom meetings and and you know and and how Zoom and and all the business stuff and and it's and it's good and I don't want to to downplay it, but it is. Uh, there's something in, in that kind of realm that I've just really struggled about because you're not physically in the presence of other people. Yeah. And there's something innate in us that God created us to, to, to be in relationship means more than, more than a virtual. And so if everything goes, especially on a business end, if everything goes to zoom, I just, you're, you're missing so much of the, the personal interaction. Um, but this is sort of kind of taking that out of a business um, situation and put it in into you know the these these wonderful people who are who are unable to have visitors and um and and of course the key to all of this is that again God created us for relationship and and so I think I, I I'm really happy to kind of take my attention off of Zoom and all of the, the that kind of world and turn it towards to seeing what people are able to do to connect individuals mm-hmm. personally especially those who are unable to have visitors who are, you know, in, in the situations in the nursing homes where they're, where they're more prone to encounter that, that loneliness, right. Um, which can be so detrimental, um, to them. And, and I love the whole idea of the echo shows that, that, you know, the, the, the people don't even have to know how to hit, you know, call and, and your loved ones can, can, can drop in as it's called. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is brilliant. I I, I want to see more of these kind of things, especially in the, the news articles nowadays and less so on all the other <laughs> yes. stuff. All the all other, the other stuff. It, you know, one of the things that is, is interesting to me is how before all this happened, we were also worried that technology was dividing us and that we were, you know, the idea that we would drop in on mom at the nursing home via a screen instead of going to see her, I mean that was bad. Oh, this shows how you know how bad things are in society. And it, it, you're right; we should be present physically if we can. On the other hand, thank God we have these yeah. technologies that we can connect when we're not allowed to be present. And I, and I think that that's that's got to be the the key is that that the virtual connection cannot replace a physical connection. Yeah. Um, but in these times where it is physically impossible to go visit your your grandma and grandpa, this is a brilliant and awesome and wonderful way to stay in touch until that time where you can go and and physically go visit them again. Right. Um, and I and I just I guess I, I technology is is wonderful in this sense, but I also just want to I guess re-emphasize the physicality that we are, yes. and that we can't let the virtual replace the physical, but also we can't discount the virtual either because it is it is very very good in this situation. It's what we got. <laughs> well, and for people who live across the country and yep. could not physically get over to see grandma and grandpa, this yep. has opened up. This is a very good possibility to make that at least those connections a little bit more frequent. And if if your you know grandma and grandpa um, you know are are able to kind of understand how to use an iPad and and those sorts of things, it's also really cool um, to to get them in the group family conversations and send pictures and and mm-hmm. I mean you know not even just the the visit the video conference uh, FaceTime sort of things but but even the the texts and the pictures and and sure yeah it is 
it is a wonderful way to to bring the family closer when you are physically so distant. Yeah. You know, there was another article we'll link to, which was talking about um, not just folks who are in nursing homes, but but even just the seniors who are living on their own. Uh, and in fact, uh, it, it says that uh, uh, about 28 percent or a third of of Americans over the age of 65 live by themselves. So they're li- they live by themselves and they they're stuck. They're the, the most vulnerable population. They're the ones who are not only stuck at home. They're probably retired, so they don't have a job to do. They're by themselves, and they're being told, "Oh, you know, we're phasing everything back in, but you're the ones who have to stay at home for the foreseeable future, uh, you know, by yourself." And uh, this article talks about how the ways that a lot of these people are using technology, like Zoom and other, you know, Meet, Google Meet, and other technologies, to connect with one another and with other people. Uh, through it to have uh, what do they talk about? Um, le- uh, lectures, happy hours, like parties. There, there was, and I, and I, this this doesn't relate to to necessarily uh, the the elderly, but there was. I'm just blanking on on even who it was, but they were hosting a like a, a trivia, like a like if you went to you know geeks who drink sort of trivia games at the at the local bar. It was that, yeah. but they were hosting it through Zoom. Nice. So, yeah, cool, cool things like that are definitely out there, and and these people are plugging into some of those, right? There, they mentioned this one or uh, movement, I guess they call it the, the the village movement, which is they have these three hundred chapters throughout the the country of it's called aging in place as the concept of instead of getting to a certain age and automatically moving into assisted living or moving to a nursing home, you you if you can financially, you stay independent. And the village uh, gives you the ability to connect with people. Uh, it's it's designed to make sure people stay connected. And in fact, part of it is is where it it gets volunteers who will help the, uh, the 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 folks who are in the village, the elderly in the village, with you know getting to doctor's appointments or running errands and tasks. And uh, they were talking about in this article in San Francisco, uh, they've been ever since the lockdown started. They've had hundreds of new volunteers that they didn't have before, including millennials who are helping the older folks with technology training. You know that. So um, it's a really it's I mean, it's it's a really positive thing that we're seeing be helping here. And it's it's great. But there's there's plenty of people out there who who need who need more help. And, you know, San Francisco has a high technology quotient in in the population. Uh, There are people all across this country who need help. We do have a chapter of of a village here. It's called Capital City Village, and for about a couple of years now, they they basically have things like like the activities you would have at a retirement center. Only they do it across Austin and, and maybe even across the seg- uh, one geographical portion where they have group activities. They have movies they're going to. They're going to the mall. They're getting together for bingo or whatever. But they don't live in a retirement home. They're living in their own homes. It's just that right. they have people that will help get them to these activities. Nice. And it's uh, there are some fees, I think, involved, uh, but most of it's volunteer work. That's awesome. Yeah. One of the things they point out in this article is that uh, th- th- that more seniors, people over 65 than ever, have things like smartphones and Internet access, but they're still they're still not confident with it they they don't feel proficient with it and i mean 
yeah, forty-two percent of uh, folks over sixty-five have a smartphone, but in the general population, it's eighty-something percent. I think it's eighty-five percent in overall. It's still that leaves sixty, you know, nearly sixty percent of seniors without these basic technology tools to stay connected, and and it can be very isolating. I can, I just imagine people stuck at home with no human contact, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for, for weeks and months at a time, it's terrible. Uh, and uh, I, I love the idea that, that the, there are people out there who are trying to reach these folks. And if you know of someone as the listener to, to who needs to try to see if you can find a way using safe distancing and all that sort of thing, but to make sure people are, around you are connected. That's, it's vital. It's, it's a li- it is literally a lifeline. All right. The article on the villages on on seniors who are becoming tech savvy is actually extensive and there's a lot of information there and it's worth checking out. We'll have links to both of these articles in the show notes. So let's move on to talking about some other headlines. Everyone knows that Google Chrome tends to be a bit of a resource hog uh it, it especially uh memory hog as it as it operates but uh we've google has announced that they're going to be providing they're going to be th- basically throttling ads on web pages that use a lot of resources so nothing's more infuriating than when you go to a web page and it loads slowly because some ad wants to suck up all your RAM and downloads a giant uh, photo or video to your and eats up your disk and battery and all that sort of stuff. And so Chrome will detect that and throttle it and kill the ad, which is perhaps controversial, too. What, what do you guys think of this? Well, I could see where they could put a little placeholder and, and say so-and-so's ad blocked because of high usage and that might help the other the you know the advertiser kind of uh, rethink how they're doing this i think yeah. some of the ad blockers have already had that effect you know where some of the ads have been so uh, obtrusive that uh if, if they want to get them seen they have to tone them down i wonder if the if websites are going to treat chrome as an ad blocker uh because you know sometimes you go to a website and it says turn off your ad blockers in order to, to see our site uh or you know we're not going to let you see it Washington Post. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, so I wonder if they're going to start treating Chrome like that, even though Chrome Please is. Please go to a different browser, you mean? Yeah. You mean that type of thing. Yeah. It could I wonder. be. I mean, I'll, I'm all for it. I, I hate ads to begin with, but I, but I understand, <laughs> um, you know, that, that the, the advertisers uh, want to make money with all of this. But um, I mean, but, but, it, but I think for an ad to be effective for me if it's going to be a memory hog i'm going to be already irritated by it and not mm-hmm. care right so you know <laughs> maybe they need to yeah rethink how they're doing ads to begin with and not and not have it be so um, right you know of a memory hog and then then i might give it a little bit more are, are either of you regular chrome users yeah i am i i bounce back and forth between brave and chrome but yeah chromium is based yeah when I get onto the to the to the office PC, which is rare, I'm usually on my my laptop. Uh, I'm too much in the Apple system, and I use I use <laughs> Safari. So, is this going with with this? If Chrome is better about this stuff than Safari, would it make you think about switching at all? Or at this point, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't guess it would, but uh, <laughs> uh, so I I use Brave ninety percent of the time. Uh, I use Safari for a few things, including when I want to use my Apple Pay, which is 
uh, one thing that's a, one huge advantage of Safari. But uh, Pat, you mentioned the Chromium uh, Chromium based browsers. Brave is Chromium based. Do you know if this is going to be in Chromium, which is the engine that runs underneath both Chrome and, and Brave? Or is it just going to be Chrome itself? Do you know? I would assume just Chrome because also Edge now, Microsoft's uh, browser, has gone Chromium. Right. So I don't think – I think they're they're talking about actually, you know, Google's Chrome browser is going to – Okay. Now, it may – depending upon how that works, the others may adopt it. Like a lot of the things that Chrome has in there, Brave also has and vice versa. They're learning from each other as they mm-hmm. go. So, but I think it's just going to be Google's Google's browser. It would be nice if all the major browsers did this: Firefox, Edge, Safari, uh, because that uh-huh. would be th- then the the advertisers would have no, and publishers would have no choice but to fix their ads that so that they aren't resource hogs because they can't block all of them because then no one would be able to go to their websites. <laughs> so, right. Uh, so, and then our next headline. This is this is a nice one. It's kind of a little funny one. Uh, we talked a few weeks ago about the new streaming service Quibi, which uh, it works on your phone only, and it streams shows in ten minutes or, le- or less. The, every every episode of a show is ten minutes or less. Um, and what we said at the time was, uh, we don't know who's going to watch this. Who is this for? It seems like a, a like a, a gimmick and a dumb idea. Uh, in short, <laughs> have you yeah. seen that they've they've backpedaled on like the whole idea that this can only be seen on your phone, and now there's there so many people have asked why they can't stream it to their TVs, and so they're going to change that. Interesting. I wonder how that will work with their little gimmick about if you turn the phone, it changes the how much you can see of the shot or whatever. Uh, so interesting. great question. Well, the one of the big wigs behind Quibi, one of the big Hollywood big big uh guys is jeffrey katzenberg and uh you know he's one of the, the fellows behind uh dreamworks uh so he's he claims that uh the reason quibi uh has not had a good launch and it has not <laughs> in fact uh the app is ranked 125 on the on the most downloaded free iphone apps uh, in the U.S., it only has 2.9 million customers, even with a free 90-day trial, which means that everybody is still in the free trial period, and still only 2.9 million, uh, and only 1.3 million active users. So, but uh, so his claim is is the the reason nobody's uh, using it is because of the pandemic, uh, because the idea was that people would would watch these on their commute on the train or on the bus. Are you buying that? No. <laughs> no. You know, you can you can put frosting on and it still doesn't mean that I like that type of, of cake. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I mean, when you look at what they've offered for content, it's just, you know, I mean, I don't even, I don't think we actually talked much about the content before, uh, the last time, but the content is just so, like, midday, like, off off cable channel programming it's all weird game shows or like what was it chrissy teigen is like a judge of something i'm like chrissy's court like just all this weird stuff people getting food shot at their face and they have to as it hits (laughs) their face they have to they have to guess what the food was like this is not compelling content i for me uh so kindergarten content (laughs) yeah Or maybe that's a little high. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. 
I still, I, I don't, I don't know. They're, they're trying to target those those people who either have a have a commute and they can they can handle ten minute kind of five to ten minute episodes, or those who don't have a great attention span and can only handle five to ten minutes. Um, I think that target audience is just. I don't, I don't really know if they exist. Uh, you know, they, they were sort of comparing it. I guess I would put on maybe either side of the spectrum, like a normal 50 minute, 40, 42 minute, um, episode TV episode of whatever show you're watching versus the, the TikTok world, you know, like a 30 second video. And those are clearly different, different target audiences and Quibi just, I think most people, if they want the short videos, they're going to go to TikTok, which Okay, there's some really cool things that I've seen put on TikTok, and I'm not a TikTok right. user. But anybody who's wanting something with any more substance than a 30 second clip of whatever, I think are willing to invest in a 42 minute episode and get invested. Right. And or go to YouTube minutes. where there's plenty of people creating content that's yeah. that's good. It is short. Yeah, yeah. In short and you know, in in between. Yeah. And I guess the commute, the on the subway. Most people are probably catching up on all the social media Facebook posts. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I mean, and that's it. his point is, is nobody's commuting, so nobody's watching. And so that's that's what's uh, hurting him. But I, I'm i going to say if if everything was still the way it was on February 1st, we'd still not be having as many people watching. I just I just it doesn't have either of you actually downloaded the app. No, no. Like there was, okay. I just, I looked at the, I looked at the lineup. And I said there is, there is a zero here that interests me. There's, there's just, there's apparently something with with Crim, Chris Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth, like, I, uh, his what? brother, Liam. Oh, okay, that's who it was. Yeah. Uh, but still, like that doesn't at all. I'm not. I'm not. I'm in, not interested. Not in 10 minute increments. That's the thing. Right. Do you remember years ago there would BMW had a series of of ads, YouTube like ads on YouTube that were like 3 or 4 minutes long featuring the driver starring Clive Owens, Clive Owens. And there was a series of ads directed but yeah, the hire. It was a they film series. Uh directors like Ang Lee and uh Guy Ritchie and Tony Scott, you know, and I think Madonna was in one of them. And there was these series of ads that were just a few minutes long. It was 2001, 2002. And, and it was kind of like, that was actually compelling. Like each ad yes. was kind of interesting. It's a couple minutes, but I did it, but it wasn't like a, I'm not going to pay a monthly fee to get that. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's an mm-hmm. ad, you know, but it was a, but they, they made an ad into an interesting short film. I, I just, I don't know. One of the things that shows me is is that just because you're a big gun in Hollywood who've made a lot of money doesn't mean you understand the the, the modern age of technology and streaming and that sort of things. And that's a that's a lesson that applies in a lot of areas. And I think there needs to be like even in the church, I think there needs to be some docility and humility uh, and some openness to uh, that others may know may know a little bit more about this stuff, uh, even though they're not powerful or or in charge of things and that sort of stuff it's almost like he figures he knows what the technology is he really doesn't understand his audience right hollywood is getting its clock clean by you know the likes of youtube and tiktok and 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 those sorts of things and uh they they're i think that's it kind of shows how desperate they are they can do good things look at disney plus that's a huge hit 
that that's that's old Hollywood doing it right. Yeah, and I and I, and I would throw out that there are a number of of cool things that are happening with with uh, the 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 whole COVID uh, situation. You know, Disney Plus is is of course just taken off, and and yes. those things are cool. But I've also seen um, I'm a I'm a Comic Con guy, and of course, pretty much every Comic Con that I was maybe going to hope to go to this year has been canceled or postponed. <laughs> right. Um, but I've actually attended many virtual cons already where, where they just pull the, you know, the actors from a particular show and, and, and it's all I've, I have yet to, um, I think one of them I had to pay, it was like a $5, you know, fee to, to get to the, to the stream. But, you know, so there there are a number of, of outlets there, even in, in the, the, the big wigs and in Hollywood and everything that, that are able to try to bridge the gap. Right. And are really are really working. I think I again. I don't. It doesn't compare at all to actually going to a con. But um, I've, with, I've been able yeah. to interact with with more actors in a virtual sort of way in the past few months that I wouldn't have expected possible. So yeah, just look at what John Krasinski has done with his Some Good News yeah. YouTube channel. Oh, that's been fantastic. I mean, yeah. friend sent me yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I I watched uh, the one particularly where the girl couldn't go to Hamilton. Oh my gosh, yes, that was the best! Like, that was just tears. Amazing! Yeah, that was awesome. I some can't imagine. Some people are really able to to thrive and and do some really cool things. Well, and things like uh, some of the YouTubes were like Patrick Stewart's been doing the Sound of the Day type thing. <laughs> yeah, and these are free. But you know, if somebody wanted to uh, to put out something high quality, they could charge a very nominal amount and probably still make money on it. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Know? Yeah. Uh, today he had Jonathan Frakes uh, socially distancing, doing it from his patio. Uh, they <laughs> Ooh, were cool. They were at the he was at the far end of the patio reading the the sonnet. It was awesome. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's just there there are ways that Hollywood can adapt to the current, not even just the the virus thing, but just to the current technology. Mm -hmm. That they they've been stuck in the box and they need to get their minds out of the box and start thinking and, and looking around that others may have good ideas too. Well, like our Alamo Draft House, uh, I don't know how successful it's been, but they do a lot of odd old things, you know, mystery science theater and a whole bunch of you mm -hmm. know the pancakes stuff. And uh, since they can't be doing that right now, you can pay a, a, a I don't know it's five or ten dollars or whatever and participate in those remotely. Uh, and uh, they'll have a night that you do that, and then they'll have a little trivia thing or a little special uh, mini short ahead of it like they normally do. That's worth doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that. yeah, it's creativity. It's the creativity. Mm -hmm. So uh, one thing that uh, Facebook is doing uh, in, in response to the pandemic, and I'm not, I'm not sure whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, but that kind of goes in line with it being Facebook, but so many <laughs> small, so many small businesses are suffering because their 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 storefronts are closed, and they really weren't set. They had never really become you know e commerce retail sort of things. So Facebook is is running out this new product called Shops, and what it does is it lets uh, retailers or businesses who sell stuff to the public. Uh, who have Facebook pages set up a shop on their connected to, and I have to be careful how I say it connected to their Facebook page. Um, and also it, to, it gives them an Instagram shopping experience as well. 
um, and, and all these other features. And it's kind of it, it's interesting. What do you what do you think of this? Uh, it's supposedly uh, it, they'll be they're going to rely on third party services that are already doing e-commerce like Shopify and WooCommerce and, and those sorts of uh, folks. But uh, what do you think of this? Does this seem like is this another Facebook where the where the 10,000 pound giant, uh, you know, stomping through things, but we don't really know what we're doing. Or does this seem like actually something that could be useful to small businesses? It's almost like a parallel to Etsy. Etsy's out there for yeah. all these little craft people that can't afford a store, can't can't be gone from the home that t- long. And so Etsy has grown up, and especially during this time, Etsy has been very heavily used. Right. And it's almost like they're looking at that and saying, let's do that for other types of businesses. And I think it's a laudable goal. I'm just not sure that Facebook is going to be the best place to do it. Right. Exactly. Father, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I was just going to say that's that there, I mean, there, there's a, a massive uh, audience with Facebook. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, w- I would agree that, that I think it's, it's a, it's a great, it's a great idea. I, I sort of am st- and and I think I'll forever be, even though I use Facebook, I'm just always inherently skeptical of Facebook. So right. I would, I would still prefer to go to someone, someone's Etsy page or, you know, something like that. But, but for businesses, uh, this is part of one thing that worries me is that Facebook's goal seems to be to become the internet. They want yeah. you to come to Facebook and stay at Facebook and not go They're anywhere else. Garden, yes, and and they they and this would be part of it if you don't if you do all your shopping on Facebook. Now they say that the shops are free to create. Where they would make their money is uh, they would take a, a portion of the payments. So when someone yep. buys something, they get a, they get a cut, uh, and. Uh, Businesses would presumably buy ads to promote their shops and that sort of thing. So that's where they 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 presumably be making their money. Uh, but I just say I I think for some people this would be good, but it locks you in. You're you know you're now beholden to Facebook. If you mm-hmm. decide if, if if never mind if you decide you want to go somewhere else. If Facebook decides that you know, your persona non grata or you violated community standards, which some of us have <laughs> fallen afoul of Experience. in the past uh, for unbeknown, for crazy reasons that I still don't understand. Uh, you're, you're, you're out of business. You're busy. Like your shop is gone. And that, that would worry me. I think you're always better off running your own thing. If you can, if you can set up your mm-hmm. own site with your own e-commerce, that's your best bet. But even then better to diversify even just to to if you have an Etsy shop and maybe a Facebook shop and maybe something else too that that if one of those goes away you're still covered this could be like a a stepping stone to building something outside of the Facebook right uh world you know if you have nothing this might give you kind of a step in that world a beginning yeah if, it were, if I were Etsy, I would say, hey, you don't have to be a crafter to use our stores, you know, and, and offer that as a free thing to let other people start using their services. Of course, yep. they charge for transaction, too. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'd, I'd rather it be anywhere than Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and there's a lot of people that already use Amazon Marketplace or yes. eBay you know, to have their storefronts up. Mm-hmm. So, Well, that's true. Yeah. There, yes. There's other options. For sure. Right. Certainly Etsy needs some competition because they they've there are practices that Etsy does that I'm not happy with. Like they make it impossible to search for a particular 
company or retailer or you know a seller uh i've I was just the other day trying to find a particular seller that I know of, and I searched on Etsy, and it, it was not giving it to me. It was just like I typed in exactly, put it in quotation marks, it was would not give it to me, and it's very frustrating uh, that because what they want to do is have you go through one of their ads, which then they get paid for, as opposed to right. if you just show up to search. So it's um, there. There needs to be. Uh, there does need to be better competition in the space to to push these different companies True. to treat both the customers and the retailers better. Um, all right, so let's talk about uh, this next one is fun. Let's talk about something fun, fun, fun. Uh, Pat, I think you linked to this one. Uh, we all know about Slack, which is the uh, uh, the team communication tool that people who work in offices often use. Well. What about the office, Dunder Mifflin? Pat, what, what what's going on here with this? The 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 office slack. Well, uh, I had not watched the office, and so somehow something came up. Well, it was John Krasinski. It was the, such good news. I wanted to see who he was, so I went, started started watching the office, and then I saw this this notice that the office was going to be broadcast via Slack. Not broadcast, but like a Twitter feed of what was going on in the office. Right. And so when you go into, you have to register for it, and then they they let you admit you in. But at that point, you start seeing the conversation in real time, elapsed time, as things happen. Or you can go back to the beginning and start and watch, you know, see all of the the dialogue. But it's been pretty funny. So, <laughs> and they said that line for line, all of the episodes will be on Slack. Right. That's what I was wondering. So they have all the different channels or, you know, different parts of the company and the, all the characters are in there and they're each day from nine to five. So it's just the work day. They're, they're posting stuff having to do with a, a particular episode each day. Uh, so, <laughs> and so as if the, the people who work in the office were all had Slack at their disposal when they were filming this, you know, 10 years ago or, or more now. Uh, I just think that's hysterical. I'm, I, I'm definitely going to, to uh, sign up to, to check it out. I'm sorry I've missed so much of it. They do ask you not to make comments, that your, any comments that you make will be removed as, as soon as they, you know, close out the day. They'll, they'll be all gone. Right. But you can do the, uh, the, the thumbs up and the heart and the different things to respond to the particular things that are going on. And they seem to enjoy that. Nice. Uh, but it's, and they use a lot more emoticons and stuff in the, in the actual transcript than, of course, they would have had on screen. Yeah. But it's it's been hilarious. Oh, good. I'm going to have to check that out. Now, Father, you had something related to a sitcom that uh, you wanted to talk about, too. What was that? So so I haven't watched The Office. I tried. And (laughs) the humor is a bit too outlandish for me. (laughs) Okay. Um, But but this is sort of like um, in the similar vein, Parks and Rec. Parks and Recreation, um, that is something that I got into. And so I've, I've gone through all, all the seasons. But, but it, just something that they were able to do with this, this whole COVID situation was they filmed a special episode. Um, each of them is from, from their homes and where they are. And the whole episode is, revolves around more or less they have this phone tree where they want to check in with one another through the, the in-universe equivalent of Zoom. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so there's really not a, 
a plot to the story, but it's just it kind of flows from one there person to was. the other. And, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Um, so it, it was a, just a really, a really fun um, episode and uh, lots of laughs. And of course, they were raising money for for uh, uh, COVID uh, various food pantries and, and stuff. So uh, fun. Yeah, a, a kind of another fun thing to throw into this whole world of covid right now okay father if you like parks and rec you need to find you know the actor Patton oswalt right he guest starred on the parks and rec once as this person who was supposed to um what's it called when the, you 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 speak with uh during a legislative session to... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, filibuster, filibuster, yes. and I have I have seen the extended <laughs> cut of that. Yeah, yeah. He so the director <laughs> told him to ad lib for as long as he possibly could go in a stream of speaking without <laughs> being interrupted. So we ad libbed how he thought. What was it? The, 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 I think he was. I think the, he was trying to give the plot of of what episode seven should be. Yes, this was before the Force Awakens came out, and so he went and on and was... on. It got more and more bizarre. And I, th- I think the YouTube video, the extended cut is like upwards of 10 minutes or something. Yes. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> impressive. It was, it's hysterical. So yeah, if you I'm, get a chance I'm to jealous find that. Of, of, <laughs> yeah, that was great. All right. So, uh, let's, uh, let's now move on to our, our picks of the week. I think it'd be a good time to do that. Um, I want to, uh, uh, turn it over to both of you and, uh, we'll turn to Pat. Pat, what's your pick of the week this week? Well, uh, I have a household in which sometimes the with my computer being in the same room as the TV, there are times that I don't want my computer light all the way on uh, while the TV is being watched because that's very distracting for the TV person. Uh-huh. So I got a, this uh, lamp uh, that's from Tatronics. And it basically, it's one of these infinity type things. You can make it very dim or very bright and you can change the color to be blue or orange or or kind of a, a, a white light uh, so that I could see my keyboard right? <laughs> because I don't have a backlit keyboard and I can see the papers on my desk without being interrupting. And it's a pretty nice little lamp. Uh, it also happens to have a Qi charger. Nice on it, and even though their specs said that it wouldn't work beyond a certain point of iOS, mine is, huh. and uh, it's working fine on my my X with uh, the you know the thirteen point four version of it. But it just was a really nice uh, addition to there, so I could have a lamp without you know blinding everybody with the overhead light. Nice, and it says something about Philips enabled. Like, does it work with Philips? Uh, well, since what? I don't have one of those, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I just ran right past that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to dig into that. See what that means. If, sure. If uh, you can control it like the Hue light bulbs, that would be cool. Ooh, that would be that. Would, I, I just totally missed it. <laughs> All right, uh, that's great. That's a good one, Father Andrew. What's your pick this week? So uh, before I get into my pick of the week, I have to kind of set this up. So um, on our Secrets of Star Wars podcast, we did a special mm-hmm. May the 4th live broadcast. And if you watch that, you would notice at the end of it, I had five uh, actors from the Star Wars universe pop in and uh, give some shout outs to all of us who are uh, podcasting and our listeners. 
And unfortunately, I'm going to have to reveal that I am not on a first name basis with <laughs> with these actors. Um, but uh, what I'm going to share is that I mean they're 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 happy to do this, but I'm going to share how I was able to get these these shout outs. Uh, so my pick of the week is a, it's a website called Cameo C A M E O dot com. Um, there's also a smartphone uh, app for it as well, but essentially it's a it's a service that uh, various uh, celebrities, whether it's a, a public person, a, a chef from Food Network, um, athletes, uh, actors, uh, predominantly. Um, if they are willing, they sign up with Cameo and then they are available to record personalized video shout outs for birthdays, anniversaries, special occasions, um, you name it. Uh, and so I was able to send out a bunch of these to some of the Star Wars actors with the specifics of of the show and who we were and, and the names. And they were able to then um, send those back to me. And depending on the person in question, um, you know, it's 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 not free, unfortunately, but but they can range from fifteen dollars to upwards of one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars, depending on the celebrity. Uh, so just a really cool thing. And a lot of them are um, some of them are have never been on it before until covid. But so it's they're they're finding it a, a fun way to connect with fans and, and still be present. Um, and it's a really cool thing for, for us to be on the receiving end of it. Uh, I had Paula Dean record a special voice <laughs> shout out for my little brother. Nice. Um, Jim, Jim O'Hare from Parks and Rec. I had her record one for my sister-in-law for Mother's Day and he took three full minutes in character as jerry larry whatever whoever jerry. you want to call him <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, right 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 uh <laughs> but he spent three minutes in character pretending he didn't know how to work his phone and was talking to to you know his wife off camera and was then all embarrassed because he was already recording it was hilarious awesome um you know and then of course i got i got the star wars ones and um so just uh you know, it, they can be a really cool Father's Day gift if you're if your dad is, you know, a fan of a particular celebrity who's on there or birthday shout out or or podcast shout out. So, um, yeah, just a really, really cool thing. And and uh, and I don't even know how I stumbled across it, but uh, That's cool. it's been fin fantastic. If so, if you want the soup Nazi to uh, from Seinfeld to tell you to tell someone no soup for you. You can you can do that for eighty bucks. <laughs> that is awesome. That what a, it's so. an it's an interesting idea. Like you know, these, and plus these celebrities are all stuck at home now. They're not working. So yep. what else do they yep. get to do? They can make a few bucks doing this. Yep. Um, I noticed Big Poppy David Ortiz, the retired uh, Boston Red Sox legend, is available for five hundred and forty bucks. Which I uh, know some Bostonians <laughs> who might do who might go uh, throw in for that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I saw somebody on Facebook. There was some celebrity that had uh, done a greeting for for her spouse's birthday, and and they were just over the moon. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it's it was it was so great cool. to have those actors uh, on the Secrets of Star Wars. The the the, the, the to see your your co-hosts who were who were completely <laughs> in the dark about it, their expressions, their reactions were was priceless. It was amazing. Uh, and it was, it was so awesome to see. So yeah, that and is, these are, awesome. these are the real actors, not like, you know, you're just, you're getting a, a standard form fan letter response. Like, right. They no. are personalized selfie videos. Talking to um, you wow. using your name. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. pretty awesome. Just 
yeah and and with the star wars podcast i oh i just i loved that so much it's <laughs> awesome so is this a new variety of the singing telegram uh it's a mm. it's a celebrity telegram that's for sure yeah <laughs> yep. Yep. so uh my pick that's a great pick father that is awesome my pick this week is something that you might be able to use these days getting a if you need a webcam and a lot of people need a webcam uh, right now, you can't get them. <laughs> They're not available. Uh, maybe some really cheap uh, off-brand ones are out there that I wouldn't trust. Uh, and so what do you do? Uh, all the Logitech ones are sold out everywhere. Well, if you have a smartphone, an iPhone or Android, uh, you download this app called Epic Cam, E-P-O-C-C-A-M, Epic Cam, and put it on your phone. And then you install something on your uh, PC or Mac, a little a little uh, piece of software. It turns your phone your phone into a webcam that will be recognized by Skype or Zoom or anything. And of course, your phone, and if it's a if it's a relatively new phone and if it's an expensive phone like mine is, uh, has an amazing camera in it and would is probably better than most webcams. And so you can use your phone as a webcam, even wirelessly, if you want. Uh, so you don't even need to plug it in. So uh Pretty awesome Epic Cam. They have a free version. They have a uh, and then they have an HD version, which gives you the higher definition quality, uh, and as well as some other features, uh, which yeah, I don't know. There was there were some gimmicky features that were offered, but just the ability to use your phone as a webcam it was amazing. So just between the uh, you know, if you have your phone, get some kind of stand like the uh, the webcam stand. I was my pick of the week a few weeks ago. And you're good to go. Uh, that would that would be my pick of the week. All right. So uh, we do want to, as we wrap things up, take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including uh, Deacon Anthony, Arvin G, Diane F, Christian E, and Michael B. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest, you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So that's from us. We'd love to hear what you think of our discussion. You can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the SQPN Facebook page, facebook.com slash Media, or send an email to technology at sqpn.com. And I'll put links to all of the articles from and to the picks of the week uh, on our show notes at sqpn.com. Remember to like the each episode as we post it on, on Facebook, retweet it on Twitter where we're at SQPN, and uh, leave comments there. We'd love to engage with you on social media and love to hear from you. So until next time, Father Andrew Kinstetter, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. And Pat Scott, thank you as well. Adios. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of technology on StarQuest. Quest.